We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It may be the nighttime. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local. And not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you in the Kia Studios on this Friday evening until 8.30. We will hand it off to Hawks basketball at that point. Hawks are in Utah. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, 8.30 pregame, 9 o'clock tip. Steve Holman and uh, Mike uh, Mike Connie will have the call for all of that as the uh, Hawks continue this West Coast Road trip, a stop in Denver tomorrow, and then on, uh, what is it, Tuesday, that they will be in New Orleans. So uh, we ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, take the Alexa speakers, take your tablet, take your boombox, take your Casio watch, your Nikon camera, whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages, at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points, three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. On the other side of the glass, producing the show, multiple nights in a row, every night but Monday, at Dylan, uh, at underscore Dylan Matthews. Dylan. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. We get them all in? All right. Good to know. So, as we said, we're here till 8.30. Hawks are in Utah tonight to uh, take on the Jazz. And, you know, what's interesting is the three games that are left on this road trip, right, at Utah, at Denver, at New Orleans. At Utah and at New Orleans, those teams are – roughly record-wise, about the same as the Hawks. Utah, I think, is a game above 500. You know, the uh, Pelicans are 
a game below 500. So both those teams are right there in line. And then you sandwich the Nuggets in between, and they're 20 games over 500. They're 36 and 16. They might have again for the third year in a row the MVP of the league. Joker's playing outstanding basketball, and they've been red hot of late. That's not going to be a win tomorrow, especially on a back-to-back. And as I explained last night, my buddy Sam Mitchell always told me that the hardest thing to do in the NBA was to play on the back end of back-to-back nights in Denver. That was the single hardest thing you could do is play a back-to-back set where the second game was in Denver with the altitude and everything else and not really much rest was the hardest thing you could do in the NBA. So I don't expect the Hawks to win to uh, tomorrow night. But this is interesting because this could very much be a, a real swing game. You know, we talked about the idea of being at least 2-5 and five on this road trip. Well, if you win tonight, you know, you could very much beat New Orleans when you play them on Tuesday. Like, that's a very winnable game for the Hawks. And if you could find a way to be 3-2 and two on this road trip, whew, I, and, and I know it's a very small sample size, right? Very small. But being 3-2 and two on a road trip like this at this time of the year, when you lost four of those games, you know, when you, when you had that other stretch of the non-California West Coast teams, the Hawks went 0-4 at the beginning of last season, and it got them off to a 1-8 road trip, or I should say, yeah, they were 1-8 on the road to start off the year. So if you could find a way to go 3-2 and two on this five-game road trip, that's huge because you'll put yourself in good position that, okay, no matter what it is, Indiana, New York, whatever teams are right directly around you in front and behind you, you know, you feel pretty confident when you get back home, you're going to see Phoenix, you know, who they just clobbered the other night, a 32-point or 33-point win the other night over Phoenix. Now you get them back at your place, and again, they go west to east to come play you. Because then you've got some tough games with, you know, the Knicks and the Cavs and, you know, and you'll squeeze San Antonio right after the uh, right after the Suns, you know, come here. So this really feels like it could be one of those swing games because I don't think you're going to win tomorrow night. And now, you know, you feel like if you lose tonight, you lose tomorrow then you get into a situation where Tuesday sort of becomes must win. You know, you got to, you know, again, the season is not going to be won or lost because of what happens in New Orleans, but you're trying to project ahead. And you're down to, what is it, your last 30 games in the league for the regular season. So you're not going to have a whole lot of time to start to maneuver yourself and, Get yourself in a position to make runs and stuff like that. And your competition level still stays fairly high when you're looking at, you know, the Cavs and the Knicks and things like that. So 
I, I just feel tonight is a swing game for the Hawks that if they can pick up this W, then there could be the potential to get some things done. I, I think tomorrow night's a wash, but if you can find a way to win tonight and then you find a way, and, and look, win or lose, I think you've had a successful road trip. If you win tonight, no matter what happens in New Orleans, I think you've had a successful road trip. Now you can afford to get greedy, right? If you're 2-2 two and two after the first four, you can afford to get greedy. And even if you lose, again, we said two and three, at least be two and three. Don't be one and four, oh and five on a trip like this. Well, they got to win the other night against the Phoenix Suns. So we'll see what happens. We'll take you up to 830. Hawks are in Utah for, uh, um, you know, the, the third game of this five-game West Coast road trip. Um, the Pro Bowl started last night, right? Okay, so what are they doing? Like water balloon toss. They're doing dodgeball. Yeah. It's lawn darts. It's They did the precision passing thing, okay, and that's the, when Derek Carr made that joke about that's the hottest he's ever been in Vegas. Okay, that then they got the hula hoop competition and all. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you the audience out there, okay? I I know that they're going with all this fakakta stuff and all this ridiculousness. What was wrong with, hear me out, what was wrong with playing the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl for the last 55 years? You know, what was wrong before they started doing all this crazy stuff? For 55 years, and it's a year or two, maybe longer than that, but for like 55 years, a nice round number, for 55 years, they played the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl. For a, a, several years, it was in L.A., and then they moved it to Hawaii. What was wrong with playing the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl in Hawaii? You bring out all of the Hall of Fame nominees and introduce them on the field and have a little ceremony at the half and all that and honor them, and they're going out to Hawaii. And What was wrong with that? Now we got lawn darts, we got hula hoop, we got water balloon toss. I don't know who's in. Like, if you said you make the Pro Bowl in today's environment, what does that mean? Is that even an honor to make the Pro Bowl anymore? Like, if we just, have we killed that gimmick? Like, if we just squash that entire gimmick. It's like the WWE in the mid-90s when they had all of the occupational gimmicks, right? T.L. Hopper, the goon, uh, Duke the Dumpster Droze, the Repo Man, right? We've just gotten, we've just crushed all the, all the gimmicks and everything, but what was wrong with just playing the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl in Hawaii? Was that so bad? Aloha Stadium? I mean, there were always people that watched. And, and who cares if you get six people to watch or you get six million to watch? Like, what does it matter? It's the Pro Bowl. It's after the Super Bowl. You want to play it a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl? Fine. But what was wrong with all of that? Having an exhibition-style game 
just like they do in baseball, just like they do in the NBA, just like they do, you know, well, I guess, do they even have an NHL All-Star game anymore, or is that a skills contest? I think they actually do. I think it's on, like, tonight, like, right now. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's this weekend. That, yeah, I don't know if the actual game is tonight or not, but. there There is a skills competition to yes. the NHL. I don't even know if they have a game anymore, an actual game, but. What was what was wrong with all of that? I I I'm I'm at a loss for understanding. Like for 55 years it worked. Now all of a sudden it's hula hooping, water balloon tossing, lawn darts. So are you interested at all in the flag football product of no. the Pro Bowl? No. <laughs> uh, by the way, the you remember when they did the beach? Um, they did the beach football thing. That's where, uh, what was his name, Robert Edwards got got his leg broken when they did the... Uh, oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, when they did, like, the beach football, when they had the one exhibition that they tried, you know, the, the you know, punt, pass, and catch kind of competition. But, like, I, I was watching a video of Chris Lindstrom out there. Like, what's he doing? Like, he's got a hula hoop on, and, you know, like, they have a dance-off or something. They get the grass skirts on, and... And they, you know, do a little dance. I mean, what, what is all this? Like, what is all this? You know, they had the driver competition too. Did you see that where they hitting uh, the golf drivers? Basically, like top golf type deal. I've said before the the way you make the slam dunk contest viable again. Okay, this is this is a very simple solution. Okay, you put a burlap satchel with a dollar sign symbol on it and and a rope tied to the top and you put like 25 million dollars in it then you'll get guys to try to compete put 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 25 million in cash at center court in a burlap like you know like in the cartoons that you had the burlap bag and it had the dollar symbol you put that at the half court put like 25 million dollars in it and you'll get the best guys to come compete You'll get the best guys to come come compete. Whereas now, you know, we're jumping over cars and we're doing, I mean, the whole thing is uh, ridiculous. By the way, too, um, happy Michael Jordan Day for all of those people that celebrate uh, such things. 2-3-23. Oh, God. Anyway. And and I, I'm not even watching SportsCenter because it would nauseate me after a while, just all the stuff that would go on. Um, Kyrie once out of Brooklyn. How's that going to work out? Now he wants to be traded at the deadline. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I won out. He informed uh, the Nets that he is looking to be traded, and, you know, he's he's wanting to move somewhere else. Okay. who? I, I'm sure somebody will probably try to trade for him at some point. Oh, LeBron wants him. Well, I don't know if they can get him. I don't know what they have that the Nets would take. Right. I mean, that was that's the thing is, you know, money and trade, you know, compensation and all those kinds of things. And then he kind of took a dig at Durant, right? You know, like he was, you know, he was saying about, you know, well, why do you want out? Well, you know, we don't have all of our guys healthy and this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, it's kind of a dig at Durant and stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, he wants out of Brooklyn. Whew. I don't know what to do with uh, with this guy. All right, when we come back, we are going to take a really deep dive into this article that when I printed it off, it was nine pages. 
from NFL.com about building a roster. And there's Michigas, there's misinformation, there's revisionist history. There's a lot of things to dive into with this. And I can tell you, we're going to get into this until the top of the hour because I've got massive amounts of thoughts on all of this. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. We're going to take you to 8.30, then Hawks pregame. Sports Radio 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So who is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios. Taking you till 8.30 tonight. Then we're going to hand it off to Hawks basketball. Hawks in Utah. 8.30 pregame. 9 o'clock tip. Steve Holman, Mike uh, Mike Connie will have the call for all of it. As the uh, Hawks look to uh, continue their winning ways out here on the uh, West Coast. As uh, Well, I guess it's not really the West Coast. But it's the non-California teams of the Western Conference. 404-7410-929. Odyssey app site catch on the go. Social media is at 929 the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. All right. So I've got this article here from NFL.com. And it frustrated the ever-living crap out of me. Now, I'm probably gonna ramble. There's gonna be some incoherent thoughts. I've got a lot to say on this, and I'll, in about 20 minutes from right now, when we get back, I'll tie it all in to the Falcons, specifically to the Falcons, okay? This is from NFL.com. It's from Jeffrey uh, Chadia, C-H-A-D-I-H-A, and the title is, Team Builders in the NFL Today Are Wheeling and Dealing Uh, in ways their predecessors likely never would have dreamed of, what drives some to take big swings and how it's playing off in the Super Bowl stage. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go back down this road, okay? And they literally mention Thomas Dimitrov right at the the very first two words in this article. Thomas Dimitrov heard the sage words. Okay, all right. So in 2011, going into the draft, right, Thomas Dimitrov made the Julio Jones trade. And I'm going to read you some of the quotes from the article. Quote, Dimitrov sought Belichick's feedback on a potential blockbuster trade 
that would move the Falcons into a position to take Alabama wide receiver Julio Jones. Belichick opposed the idea of his gambling so heavily on a wide receiver, telling his friend that the decision could taint his entire career. And then it says Dimitrov made the controversial trade later on, and they also say here that the league simply wasn't built for such an outside-the-box approach. Then Thomas Dimitrov said, when I talked to Bill that day, I told him that he'd always taught me that you know your organization better than anybody else. When I went against his advice, that was evolutionary an evolutionary moment for me. And they say, and, and Thomas said that taking big swings to assemble your roster is the new way of doing business. Okay, here's the first part of this revisionist history, okay? Going into the 2011 draft, the Falcons had their franchise quarterback. They had their established running back who was the best free agent signing. He His first year in Atlanta in 2008 was 1,800 yards and 18 touchdowns. You had the running game. You had Matt Ryan. You had Roddy White, who in 2010 was a 1,300-yard wide receiver. And they said, we need to get explosive because Roddy was not a big downfield threat. You had your offensive line. Claybo and all those guys. You had your offensive line in place, and you had your defensive line in place. In 2010, the season of 2010, when you're finishing up and then you go go in the 11 draft, John Abraham had 13 sacks. He had nine and a half in 2011. He had more sacks in a two-year span than their entire roster this year and their entire roster last year. You had everything built except you needed to get more explosive and dynamic. And it turned out they not only drafted arguably the best player in the history of the Falcons, but it was the one thing that you needed to do to take you over the top. That's not revolutionary. That's not outside-the-box thinking. That was the smart thing to do. And a lot of people are like, oh, how can we give up all these? Because your roster was in place. You had the building blocks of your franchise. You had your offensive line. You had your defensive line. You had your quarterback in place. You had your running back. You had a top-flight wide receiver. You had a good secondary. You had all the things in place. And they talk about five years ago, the Eagles won Super Bowl 52. Since then, they've had they've remade themselves being a dizzying series of moves, including the decision to trade away highly drafted quarterback Carson Wentz, who helped drive that championship season in 2017. Okay. Nick Foles played the final three games, and he led them to the Super Bowl and won. But how did the Eagles build this team? They drafted their guys. They didn't have outside-the-box thinking. They, They drafted their guys. 
Jalen Hurts, draft pick. Devontae Smith, draft pick. Josh Sweat, draft pick. Uh, Miles Sanders, who ran for 1,269 yards and 11 touchdowns with 20 receptions out of the backfield this year. They drafted them. I think they drafted, like, their whole line, too. Right. But they point to the Wentz trade. Yeah, because he stunk. Do you know Wentz's last year in Philadelphia was 16 touchdowns and 15 picks? He was never the same player after that run that, look, he was 11-2 and in that season leading up to the Super Bowl. And again, look at all of these teams. You know, Thomas says that years ago, quote, this is a quote from Thomas Mitrov. Years ago, you'd get the chance to draft five quarterbacks and hire five coaches um, if you were the general manager. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, because you can rebuild your – look, so from the owner's perspective, okay, the salary cap – is nearing, and it will be this in in a couple of few years, it's nearing a quarter billion dollars. It's at $225 million. And in a few years, it will be a quarter billion dollars. And you can have free agents. You can get fixed in the draft. But how do you build? Well, guess what? When you draft Jalen Hurts, when you draft Miles Sanders, when you draft Jordan Davis, when you draft Josh Sweat, this all goes back to all of this folderall about how you build your roster. You build your roster through the draft from the inside out, and that's what the good organizations do. The bad organizations go all over the board. But the Chiefs, the Niners, the Eagles, the good organizations all build it one way. Get your offensive line, get your defensive line, get your quarterback. How about the Detroit Lions, who were the laughing stock of the NFL for years, right? They trade Matt Stafford. They get Jared Goff back, who had been to a Super Bowl. Okay? And we explained this last night about the Rams. All this, oh, F the draft picks and all this, and it's crazy. No, they built their roster through the draft. It wasn't until they were in the Super Bowl that three years later, they retooled their roster to win it. But they were in the Super Bowl with all those guys that they drafted, and their key components were still drafted the Cooper Cups, and the Aaron Donalds. You know why owners aren't going to wait five years? Because you can fix your roster. So here's the thing. The Detroit Lions have been the laughing stock of the NFL. What'd they do over the last couple of years? Well, let's see. They got Jared Goff, who, by the way, this year, threw for 3,700 yards, 29 touchdowns to seven picks. So he's 4-1, to one, Touchdown to picks, and he had a really good year. That's number one. Let's see. Two years ago, they drafted their franchise tackle in Panay Sewell, 
And then last year, they drafted their franchise defensive end. And voila, voila, they're 9-8. and eight. Have we been 9-8? and eight? Have we been above 500 recently? No. Okay. Do the Detroit Lions, with the way that they played, especially in the second half, do they look like they're on the rise? Yes. As Rodgers is going to go away, the Vikings are a paper tiger. Do they look like they could be the team to beat in that division Most for definitely. years to come? Oh, yes. Oh, so they got their quarterback right, they got their offensive line piece, and they got their defensive line piece. What's the first thing when the Buccaneers got Tom Brady? They got Tom Brady. What's the first thing they drafted? They went up and flipped picks with the 49ers to get Tristan Wirfs, who's first team all NFL. A first team all NFL offensive tackle. It ain't sexy. It ain't cute. The reason why the Dallas Cowboys, Dan Quinn, is up for an NFL job has been because of Micah Parsons, because he completely transformed their defense. How about the Chiefs? Was Mahomes drafted? Yes. Okay. How about Creed Humphrey? He was a second-round pick last year that graded out as the number one player in the draft from last year from Pro Football Focus, and he's second-team All-NFL All-Pro. Just like Lindstrom, he's second-team All-NFL. And they drafted Chris Jones, huh? And they drafted Travis Kelsey, huh? So all of the most important pieces came from the draft. How about Jacksonville? Jacksonville was the ultimate dumpster fire last year. Last year. You know what they did? They've addressed their quarterback. They've addressed their, let's see, who'd they take with the first pick of the draft last year? Oh, boy. Let's see. Who was, was it a corner? No. Was it a safety? No. It was a wide receiver? No. Who'd they draft? Trayvon Walker. Okay. He plays defensive end. Oh, okay. So you got your offensive line. You got your quarterback. You got your stud on your defensive line. Voila, 9-8, and eight, won the division, and made the division around the playoffs. And they were the laughing stock of the NFL with Urban Meyer just last year. That's why you don't get to hire... 15 GMs and coaches, and and that's why you don't get to do that anymore. Because if you're smart and you draft well, but guess what? When you draft a third-round interior offensive lineman, that's the single lowest-graded player in the NFL on the offensive line of football, you don't get better. Now, I'll tie this all in to the Falcons in just a couple of minutes, five minutes from now, I'll tie it into what the Falcons have to do or why they are where they're at. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's going to rock. Make Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 
Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back out of the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Friday evening with you. Going to 8.30 tonight. We'll get you over to Hawks basketball at that point. Hawks are in Utah to take on the Jazz. Pre-game 8.30. 9 o'clock is tip. Steve Holman, Mike uh, Mike Connie will have the call for all of it. And uh, we'll see if the Hawks can get this victory tonight after blowing out the Phoenix Suns the other night. And then, of course, this is... The first of two, they are back-to-back. So, in Utah tonight, in Denver tomorrow, and then they'll be on uh, – or, sorry, in uh, New Orleans coming up on Tuesday to wrap up this five-game set. Then the Hawks uh, will play the Suns back home here on Thursday. 404-741-0929. Solomon Brothers and I'm in text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app site. Catch on the go. Social media at 9 on the game. At JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. All right. So, we were talking about this article – from NFL.com. And I want to read you one other quote from this article. Quote, there are teams that made blockbuster free agent deals with huge salary cap implications down the road. That would be Buffalo's decision to sign 33-year-old pass rusher Vaughn Miller to a six-year, $120 million contract and all that. Well, why can you do that? Because Because the Buffalo Bills have their offensive line, They needed a defensive impact player. They have their quarterback in place. They've got their wide receivers in place. You can do that when you're on the cusp of a Super Bowl. That's what you do. Voila. Yeah. So let me tie all of this into the Falcons, okay? Because the Rams, the Chiefs, the Eagles – These teams are still built around draft, quarterback, defensive line, offensive line. And then once you get to the point of you're in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl discussion, or you're going to try to win the Super Bowl, then you can tweak your roster. But the same formula works All the time. There's only one way to build a roster that can compete. It's you get your quarterback, you get your defensive line, you get your offensive line. Voila. And you're in it. Then you can compete. Voila. But when you draft unicorns, wide receivers, tight ends, and you expend your draft capital on things like that, and you don't address the three things that win football games. Quarterback, offensive line, defensive line. That's the three things that win in the NFL. Anything besides that is just gravy. But if you want to build a winner, you go quarterback, Offensive line, defensive line. And all of the best franchises in the NFL do it the same way. And these, this NFL.com article is trying to tell you, oh, well, there's all kinds of ways. No, there's not. They all go back to the same exact principle. You build your O-line, D-line, quarterback. That's what wins in the NFL. Voila. A quarterback, 
who can push the ball downfield in the pocket, a defensive line that can sack the quarterback, and an offensive line that can protect your quarterback and run block. That's what wins every time. And you know what? It's why the Falcons are five years in a row of spinning their wheels. That's why we can't get over the hump. Because we don't do the things that win football games. And we don't pick pick the players, draft the players, whatever. Let me go down this list. Dylan, these are the active sack leaders. Okay? Okay. The active sack leaders for their career in the NFL, right? Right. Through 2022's season. Okay. Okay? So I'm going to give you the name. You tell me where you think they were drafted. Okay. Okay. Von Miller's number one with 123 and a half sacks. Where was he drafted? First round. Cam Jordan's number two. First round. J.J. Watts, number three. First round. Even though he's retiring. Yeah, first round. Chandler Jones is number four. First round. Okay. Justin Houston's five. He was a third-round pick. Aaron Donald, where was he drafted at number six? Uh, First round. Robert Quinn, where was he drafted? First round. Carlos Dunlap is at eight. He's second round. Calais Campbell's a second-round pick. Jason Pierre-Paul is number 10. Where was he drafted? First round. Where was Khalil Mack drafted? First round. Where was Cam Hayward drafted? First round. Where was T.J. Watt drafted? Oh, first round. Where was Miles Garrett drafted? First round. Where was Indomitian Sue drafted? First round. Danielle Hunter is number 16. He was a third-round pick. Where was Brandon Graham drafted? First round. Mario Addison, undrafted free agent. He is number 18. Where was Jerry Hughes drafted? First round. Where was Fletcher Cox drafted? First round. Okay. Chris Jones is second. Ngakwe, uh, Yannick Ngakwe is a third rounder. Matt Juden is a fifth rounder. Where was Joey Bosa drafted? First round. Who, by the way, will move up on this list because his career isn't over. How about Gerald McCoy? First round. Okay. So, seven of the top ten active sack leaders for their career were drafted in the first round. 16, and there's 23 players in the top 20 because three guys are tied at number 20. So 16 of the 23 players that are the active sack leaders are first-round picks. That's 70%. And And then 17 of the 25 top sack guys in the NFL are first rounders. That's 68%. Voila is I, I know in freaky math that, you know, 56 is a hundred. Freaky? Yeah. 56 is the same as a hundred. 70% of the top 25 sack guys currently in the NFL are all first-round picks. That's not coincidence, folks. And a lot of the top-tier quarterbacks. Where was Mahomes drafted, Dylan? Oh, first round. Where was Je- uh, Josh Allen drafted? First round. Where was Jake or uh, Joe Burrow drafted? First round. First overall. Okay. Actually, no. Yeah, he's first overall. How about even the old guys like Aaron Rodgers? First round. Okay. There is a formula for what 
wins in the NFL, and we don't do any of it. We don't. We don't follow the rules of what wins in the NFL. And then we wonder why we're fluffing around, fumbling around, futzing around, philandering around. We wonder why. You build your team through the draft. You build your team so you don't give away three first-rounders to get Lamar Jackson. You don't give up half your roster to get Lamar Jackson. You don't wait for second and third rounders to get your pass rushers. You build it a certain way. And this article from NFL.com trying to tell you, oh, well, you can do this and you can do that and all that. No, you can't. You can't build a consistent winner unless you follow the rules. You know, once you get to the top of the mountain, then you can do things differently. Then you can, you know, when you're Buffalo and you're right near the tippy top of the mountain, then you can sign a Von Miller because you want to improve your pass rush to get Pat Mahomes. When you're the Rams and you're trying to overtake the hump of winning the Super Bowl, then you can go out and make some deals. But until you get to that point, You draft your guys. You draft the guys that win football games. You draft guys in a position that impact the game the most. And it ain't wide receivers, and it ain't tight ends, and it ain't safeties, and it ain't corners. It's still the same concept of the NFL. When the football is placed on the ground, the better your great players are to that football, the better your franchise is. And that's what we lack. This is not hard. You can spin all of these narratives around. At the end of the day, the organizations that win and win consistently Do it the same way. You invest your first-round picks on O-line, D-line, quarterback. And you develop those guys. And that's where the talent comes from. This is why I get so friggin' frustrated about what our philosophy is, what we do. Oh, best available player. Well, that doesn't matter about winning in the NFL. That's a cute narrative. What wins in the NFL is your quarterback, O-line, D-line. And until you get those things fixed. You know, look, the Falcons were a top five offensive line. They played to their strengths last year, didn't they? Okay? Yep. How'd they get Jake Matthews? Drafted him. How'd they get Matt Hennessy and Drew Dahlman? Drafted him. How'd they get Caleb McGarry? Drafted him. How'd they get Chris Lindstrom? Drafted him. What round was Jake drafted in? First. What round was Caleb McGarry drafted in? First. What round was uh, Chris Lindstrom drafted in? First. So that's 60% of your offensive line that was drafted in the first round. It's not that hard. 
and you wonder why we flounder, fluff around, futz around, fiddle fart around. You wonder why we're stuck in the quagmire year after year after year. When we pass up the Panesuls and the and the you know the uh, Micah Parsons and guys like that of the world, you wonder why we can't get on track. And we're saying, well, and the T.J. Watts, yeah, yeah, and T.J. Watt. You know, it's not that hard to understand why we're in the position that we are. You can't spend your way to building a good organization. You can fill in the gaps, but you draft, you draft at the premier positions, you draft at winning football positions. And we don't do any of that. Not so far. Maybe it'll change this year. I can only hope and pray. All right. When we get back from the top of the hour, could Max Freed be next? I'll explain. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.